بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين We ask Allah to accept all of our efforts and to overlook any of our shortcomings in general especially during these last few days and nights of this blessed month of Ramadan ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت سمي العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم أمن رب العالمين We find ourselves in just 25 subhanallah this of course being night 25 uh, clearly one of the odd nights, at least based on where we're at in this community. SubhanAllah, you have, it happens every year. You have different communities, you have different countries starting on alternating days. So this may be an odd night for one community, but another community based on, you know, the, the, the best that they, the best conclusion that they could arrive to, they may have started perhaps uh, a day later. It happens every year. So what the Prophet encourage us والسلام, is the, the safest and most lucrative way to approach the last 10 nights to try our best everyone has different circumstances but within our capacity to try to take advantage of all of the last 10 as best we can because if you do that then you're guaranteed to catch and capitalize on the opportunity of a lifetime of Laylatul Qadr and we hope and we pray that we all catch it and in in terms of this juz in terms of just 25 you find the last page, at least in the the Medina Mus'haf, you have the last page of Surah Fussilat, and then you have Surah Shura, Zukhruf, Dukhan, uh, and Jathia. And what's interesting about all of the surahs in this just particularly, every surah begins with Hamim. Every surah begins in this just begins with Hamim, but not necessarily every surah that begins with Hamim is in this just. For example, you, you have Surah Fusilat sharing two, between two juz, but you have prior to that Surah Ghafir or Surah Mu'min in the juz entirely before that. And then after this, you have Surah Ahqaf in uh, juz 26, in tomorrow's juz, bi'ithnillah. One interesting thing to note about these different surahs that begin with Hamim is that all of them at some point or another, perhaps more than once, mention Prophet Musa by name, alayhi salam. In Surah Ghafir, he's definitely mentioned by name on more than one occasion. In Surah Fussilat, right before, ilayhi raddu al-musa'a, in those two ayahs before that, you have a reference to Prophet Musa, alayhi salam. In Surah Ashura, شَرَعَ لَكُمْ مِنَ الدِّينِ مَا وَصَى بِهِ نُوحًا وَالَّذِي أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكُ وَمَا وَصَيْنَا بِهِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَمُوسَى وَعِيسَى أَنْ أَقِيمُ الدِّينَ وَلَا تَتَفَرَّقُوا فِي What's interesting to note, after that in Surah Zukhruf, Prophet Musa is also mentioned by name. But then in Surah Dukhan, he's not mentioned by name, although Bani Israel, they're mentioned. In Surah Al-Jathiyah, he's not mentioned by name, but Bani Israel is mentioned. And then in Surah Ahqaf, again, he is mentioned by name. So it's just food for thought in the back of our minds that it's interesting that there seems to be this pattern, but then you have two exceptions in these back-to-back surahs of Ad-Dukhan and Jathia, I wonder why that is, right? So that's just planting seeds for food for thought for all of us in connection with this juz The first point that I want to get to regarding different specific ayahs that we find in this juz is towards the end of, of the first page of the juz, towards the end of Surah Fussilat, Allah mentions, سَنُرِيهِمْ آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ وَفِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُ الْحَقِّ Allah mentions that He's going to show people clear signs. 
What's interesting about the two specific things that Allah mentions here, one mentions in the horizons, another mentions within your own selves. So Allah will show us different things externally, outside of ourselves, and Allah will show us different things internally within ourselves. Sometimes a person may have been thinking about a very, a very specific ayah or hadith, for example, and then they may show up to the masjid that Friday. It could be in a different country, a different state, very out of the norm of where they would typically go. And then they find maybe the entire khutbah about that one very unique ayah or hadith, and it feels as if this person knew exactly what they were just thinking about, wondering about, pondering over, looking into, maybe wrestling with, having a hard time with that issue. How can I better understand that? And then lo and behold, they show up somewhere totally foreign to them. And then it's as if that entire khutbah was prepared as if it was specifically for them. The khatib doesn't know them. The khatib has no idea that for three months they were really wrestling with that one specific issue, whatever it may have been. But when that type of thing happens, the feeling internally should be that Allah is guiding me. Allah is showing me something. To at least ask the question, what is Allah showing me? What, what do I need to, to take out of this? How can I benefit from this? And we've all had these different experiences where, where it, it just it simply feels, and this is something within the heart of the person, it just feels like Allah is showing you guidance regarding something. That can be a whole topic in and of itself. Istikhara can be a whole topic in and of itself. But the point is Allah mentions different signs that He's going to show us externally as well as internally. And for a person to benefit from both, especially the different things that Allah will show a person internally, the air has to be clean and clear in order for them to see clearly. Meaning, if things are polluted internally, they may have a hard time understanding. Right? If someone is trying to drive in the rain, may Allah protect all of us, but if somebody's trying to drive in the rain, and their windshield wipers, you know, all of a sudden they're not working or whatever, something happens, you have to pull over because you can't see. You don't have that clarity that you need to function. When we connect with istighfar, which is something mentioned at the beginning of Surah Fusilat, that's how we can gain that clarity. If we already have it, then it's going to maintain it. And if a person doesn't have it, then that's going to provide them with it. It's as if there, there's this fog, but then when a person connects with istighfar, then it starts to disappear. It starts to go away and things become more and more clear. We ask Allah for clarity. The next point that I want to get to is mentioned at the end of Surah Ashura, which uh, in this ayah Allah mentions that for some people, He, لِلَّهِ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ يَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ إِنَاثًا وَيَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ الذُّكُورِ أَوْ يُزَوِّجُهُمْ ذُكْرَانًا وَإِنَاثًا وَيَجْعَلُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ عَقِيمًا Allah mentions that for some people He may give them daughters, for some He may give them sons, for some He may give them both, and for some He may give them neither. For some He may give them neither. Everyone has a different situation. And it's absolutely appalling whenever as a Muslim you come across other Muslims feeling a sense of shame because Allah has blessed them with a daughter. SubhanAllah, what, what Qur'an are you reading? Who is your prophet? Really, what, what message are you actually following? Because we can make claims all day long until the cows come home. 
Those claims don't mean anything if they're not supported with evidence and reality. So if the Qur'an very heavily criticizes, and this is in Surah Zukhruf, وَإِذَا بُشِّرَ أَحَدُهُمْ بِمَا ضَرَبَ لِلرَّحْمَانِ مَثَلًا ظَلَّ وَجْهُهُ مُسْوَدًا وَهُوَ كَظِيمٌ this, this practice of having this ugly, this horrible reaction and response to getting, as Allah describes it, the good news. And when you give the good news, the glad tidings to one of them, that they are going to have what they ascribe to the most merciful, meaning a daughter, then their faces just become enraged and they become extremely angry. Extremely angry. This reference is specifically to the times of Jahiliyyah, times of darkness. And Islam came as a light to illuminate that darkness. Darkness is the absence of light. So when light is there, darkness can't be there. That's what's supposed to happen. But if as Muslims, if we have the same exact response in real time that Allah Himself heavily criticizes time and time again in the Qur'an, then we have to ask ourselves, what kind of Muslims are we? And this is an internal discussion. This is, this is for internal reflection. This is not necessarily for someone to go and to, to accuse someone of this or throw something at someone, accusations regarding that. That's not, the, that's not the point. The main point is to look internally and to reflect, how am I doing in connection with these different ayat? And the last ayat that I want to touch upon in this juz is in, is in Surah Al-Jathiyah. In which this is the, the one ayah in the Qur'an in which Allah mentions Sharia by name with the word Sharia. ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاكَ عَلَى شَرِيعَةٍ مِنَ الْأَمْرِ فَاتَّبِعْهَا وَلَا تَتَّبَعْ أَهْوَاءَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ What's interesting about the term Sharia and the concept of Sharia, you know there's the expression even here in America that you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That path is there to, to water. That, that's what the sharia is. It's our path to water. And what is water? Water is absolutely needed and essential for our survival. In this case, especially spiritually speaking. So it has to be given its due and it has to be given its respect. That path is there. That water is there. But if we come to very creative, you know, random conclusions, and then we try to do these religious gymnastics and acrobatics and, and try to make, you know, a square peg fit in a circular hole, it's just, it's not going to work. There are many different opinions on many different things, many valid opinions on many different things. But that's part of that path. So if somebody's coming out of left field and if someone is trying to twist things and this and that and... And eventually their own heart tells them that even after all these years, this, it doesn't make sense or I'm not comfortable with it. That's the heart speaking to the person. The path is there, but it's up to us little by little. No one is saying to make massive changes overnight, but little by little, if we at least acknowledge that path and we acknowledge the watering hole, the oasis, and then you know what, little by little, let me try my best. There's a huge difference between acknowledging the path and respecting it and trying to struggle to go down it. There's a huge difference between that and completely turning away from the path altogether. And then on top of that, to act as if it doesn't exist and to try to rationalize it and justify so on and so forth. 
There's a huge difference between the two. Because in one example, someone is at least trying. In the other example, they're not even trying because they've rationalized that it's okay to not even try. None of us here are perfect and none of us are making that claim. But if we can at least try, stumble as much as we may to go down that path, then we hope for salvation, we hope for forgiveness and mercy. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We ask Allah to help us to try our best to walk down His path. We ask Allah to bring all of us closer to Him in beautiful ways. We ask Allah to bless and protect the deen of our youth and coming generations. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.